Hi friends, it's Ruth and I'm here on a beautiful day after probably about two weeks of really feeling crappy and I debated whether I should talk about this or not because I'm I'm coming to you as a source of resources for recovery, hopefully a bit of inspiration, empowerment, encouragement. And I have been feeling pretty rotten. I thought, well, if I'm going to be honest and authentic and vulnerable, which is what I ask people to be, then I need to walk that talk and tell you that sometimes in recovery, sometimes in life, you don't feel great. And I've had a, you know, a couple of things going on that have been pretty stressful. And it has pretty much ground me to a halt in, uh, in a lot of ways. So I thought I would share with you me actually walking my own talk and some of the strategies that, I, that I've been using just to get through this tough time. And one of the first things is that I try not to beat myself up. And, and sometimes I start beating myself up and then I say, wait, we agreed that we wouldn't do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, enough of that. That, that doesn't serve anyone. But one of the big things that I do, and I'm actually doing a talk this month at uh, Families Overcoming Addiction, and it's about dealing with stress during the holidays. And when I actually give that talk, mm. I, I will post it here and you guys can have a listen to it. But one of the things I'm going to talk about is just really, really simple and basic ways to deal with stress. So I'm going to keep the strategies that I give them really simple because the families that I'm talking to are dealing with tremendous stress. Uh, the stress of having a loved one who suffers from addiction or mental illness or both is is absolutely crushing. And this has been the thing that has been so challenging in my life for the past, well, the past two weeks, I think it's when it's caught up with me, but it's been very stressful for the past several months. So some of the techniques that we're going to talk about are really basic stuff like breath. And you, you don't think about breath as something that important, but actually by changing the way you breathe, you change uh, the centers of your brain that get activated. So most of the time breathing is an unconscious reflex, which is great. We can breathe when we sleep. We can breathe when we do all these other things and we don't have to think about it. That's grand. That's when our brain stem is controlling our breath. But when we take breath from an unconscious reflex into a conscious action where we control the length and the depth of our inhales and our exhales, it moves into higher centers in our brain. One of the other things that a controlled conscious breath will do is, especially when you, you breathe slowly and deeply and empty out your lungs completely and fill them up completely, because when we're stressed, what we tend to do is breathe in the top third of our lungs and we just take these, these short, shallow breaths. We don't get enough oxygen and that's also a, a sign to our body that that we're in stress, that we're in danger. By breathing slowly and deeply, we tell our brain the opposite thing and we actually switch on 
the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the one that says you're safe. It's okay to digest your food. It's called the rest and digest nervous system, where the the other one, the one that we tend to be in a low grade all the time, is the sympathetic nervous system or the fight or flight. Fight, flight, or freeze. And what I tend to do when I get really stressed is I freeze. So I, I have been sitting semi-frozen for the last, the last little while. So the breath work. And one of, one of the very simplest ones is simply to take three deep breaths. Honestly, that's it. Three slow, deep breaths. And we can do it right now. So take a deep inhale. Breathe in and in and in, and then exhale, out, 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 maybe a little bit longer than you inhaled, second inhale, breathe in, in, breathe in, and then exhale slowly, all the air, third one, breathe in, in, and then the longest exhale of your life. Breathe out, breathe out, breathe out. There, feel a little better. So what that does is those three breaths do a lot in your body. Like I said, it's going to stimulate different centers in your brain. And it's going to stimulate the ones that tell your body that you're safe. And when your when your body thinks you're safe, then a whole other set of reactions happen in your body. Your heart rate slows down, your blood pressure goes down, more blood goes to your digestive system. One of the reasons that so many people have digestive problems, ulcers as an example, is because they are in this constant state of fight or flight and not enough blood is going to their digestive organs because when you're in danger, it doesn't matter if you can digest your food. What you need to be able to do is run from the tiger or be able to fight something. So your your body is going, well, don't worry about digesting right now. We're going to send blood to the heart and lungs and to the large muscles of the body. So when you're in that chronic state, you're your digestive system does not get enough blood and you do a poor job of digesting your food, which ends up in all sorts of complications. So that is, is, is my first strategy. When in doubt, take some deep breaths. And I'm going to have a whole other podcast about a couple of other breathing strategies. But again, they're, they're going to be simple. But if you take nothing else out of this one, Three deep breaths. Let that pull you into your body, pull you into the present moment. And in the present moment, everything is all right. And the present moment literally is the only moment we have. The past, the future, they are not here, but that's where our anxieties and our worries live. So when you can bring yourself into the present moment, just for a few breaths. It doesn't mean you don't have, still have to deal with the other things in your life. It'll give you a moment to ground 
and to be able to make yourself a little more solid, a little more relaxed, a little better able to deal with the situations in your life. One of the next things that you can do is that, you know, you can accept that you're struggling. It's okay. You don't have to keep pretending to be okay. You can say, all right, I'm really anxious right now. Or I'm, 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 I feel a lot of stress right now. And instead of judging it or trying to push it down or thinking you're a failure as a person because you're not feeling sunny and happy all the time, and in case you got on Instagram and you're looking at everybody else's life and just putting your head down and going, why do I even try? Acknowledge that you feel bad. And then do something that, you know, we often don't do. Get curious about how that feels. Notice your heart is is beating more notice what your breathing's like it might be shallow you might just be breathing at the you know the top half of your lungs or even the top third notice how your stomach feels are your hands hot or cold do you feel tension in your jaw where do you hold this do you feel it in your jaw or in your shoulders because tension in one place in your body works its way into other places in your body. In the same way, when you start to relax somewhere, it does spread to the rest of your body. So, so notice, are you, are you hunching your shoulders forward and bringing your shoulders up to your ears? I joke that I like to wear my shoulders as earrings at times when I feel stressed because my shoulders is where I hold everything and actually in my jaw a bit as well. Are you furrowing your brows? Are you wrinkling up your forehead without even thinking it? Do you have this this resting bitch face going? And you might have that anyhow. And and I, I do even when I'm in a good mood, if I'm concentrating, that's just what my face does. So approach approach yourself with curiosity and compassion. Judging the way you feel, especially when you feel badly is going to make you feel worse. Getting curious and noticing, okay, so my heart's beating. Uh, This is going on. This is going on. Can bring you into the present moment. And again, being in the present moment grounds you and gives you a few more resources to deal with the stresses in your life. So, you know, acknowledge that you're anxious. Connect to how that feels. What are you doing? And just, like I said, with curiosity. And then the other thing is to realize that sometimes, sometimes, and maybe a lot of the times, our brains will mess, will mess with us. This is a whole other talk, but this is the short nutshell version of it, is our brains are wired to keep us small and to keep us safe, or they're wired to keep us safe, and to do that, they will keep us small. You think, well, this thought has arrived in my head. It's got to be true. This must be absolutely true because I think it. And what our brains are fabulous at is generating thoughts. It's like thought, 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 not facts, not insights. But our brain will just sit there. And if you know what it's like, you'll be driving along and realize that, you know, you have been reliving a conversation or rehashing song lyrics or imagining a conversation and when I do that let me tell you how well I do and imagine conversations 
everybody answers correctly. I always come out looking like the hero. That sort of thing will make you a little bit nuts, but that's where you realize that your brain is not always your friend. And you, and this is okay, so two things from this class. Take a few deep breaths and realize that you are not your thoughts. As thoughts arrive in your head, just as everything else, just as you were noticing your breath and then you were noticing what it felt like to be anxious or stressed in your body, notice your thoughts because you are not your thoughts. Well, if you're not your thoughts, then what are you? You are the one deep down who looks at your thoughts. And this is uh, an untethered soul. And it is a fabulous book. And it, it talks about that you are not your thoughts. You're the one who observes it. And this is where mindfulness comes from. Mindfulness is the ability to look at a thought and then examine it, turn it around a couple times, decide if it's something worth keeping. And with most of the thoughts that come into your head, it's like, yeah, maybe that one, maybe that one's not so hot. Maybe, you know, that one's not so good. And especially the self-talk, the, the way that you talk about and to yourself. Oh my God, I am never going to get this right. I absolutely cannot do this. This is too much for me. I can't cope. There is no way out of this. I, I cannot do this. All of these thoughts, and I just rattled off those thoughts because... They've all gone through my head, sometimes on a repeat reel. All of these thoughts just serve to make you feel worse. So what you get to do with mindfulness and knowing that your brain will mess you up sometimes is that you're not your thoughts. And then you can also take one of these thoughts and you can turn it around and say, you know what? And this is from Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back. But one of her, her tools is that when you have a thought that is less than nurturing, that is less than empowering, that knocks you down and makes you feel small, is to say, you know, I forgive this thought. And this is what I choose instead. And then tell yourself something that is empowering. And it doesn't have to be sugar-coated and flowery. I was, I was speaking to... A friend yesterday who said she was having a really hard time and you know we were talking back and forth and I actually sent her some Lizzo lyrics because you know Lizzo is who I listen to uh, when I'm feeling down I, I have a whole little soundtrack of stuff I listen to because those are really empowering strong lyrics and sometimes I need to be reminded about that in myself so know that your brain know that your brain will mess you up and then the tool to deal with that is mindfulness, to know that you're not your thoughts, to observe your thinking and then decide what you want to do with them and then decide to change your thoughts. Uh, there was a bumper sticker that I had on my car that said, think good thoughts. Thoughts become words, words become action. Action becomes your life and your life becomes your destiny. Everything starts with your thoughts. So be mindful, choose the ones that will move you towards the life, the destiny. Pick the thoughts that will move you in the direction that you want to go and don't hang out with the ones that don't. You know, we think because a thought comes in our head that, well, we got to hang out with it. 
You know, it's going to sit down on the couch with us. So we'll watch Netflix. We'll get into this long-term relationship with these thoughts. And we don't have to. It can be like that unsuccessful first Tinder date. You can try that thought on for a while and go, yep, no, this is totally not going to work. And I've had that. I've had that date. (laughs) Again, that's another story. Another tool that you can use. And like right now we're, we're basically getting into gray because the first stuff I told you really works. But you can use a calming visualization. Well, they talk about going to your happy place, but literally go to your happy place. For me, that's something that's in nature. You know, if I can't get to a large body of water, which is my ultimate grounding place, I go by some trees. You know, I look for animals or squirrels. I look, right now I look at the color of the leaves. I focus on small things and then I also, because if you look down and really pay attention, there's a lot of beautiful things that you miss as you rush by in your busy life. And the other thing I do is I look at stuff that is so much bigger than me because that gives me perspective on my life. So look around. You can also... um, do a visualization. You can close your eyes and just send yourself to the place that makes you feel calm and grounded. And just picture that in your mind. Spend a few breaths there. Spend a minute, five minutes there. And none of these things change the circumstances in your life. But they change your ability to deal with the circumstances in your life. And then at, at, the, at the bottom of all of it is focus on what's right now. What is right in this moment? And breath is a tool for that. Noticing the ground is a, is a tool for that. When I, when I teach in Cook County Jail, I did a, uh, a trauma-informed yoga training and the three things that they, they have us do there is you ground people. You connect people with the ground. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. But one of the simplest ones is like, notice where you are connected to the ground. And you don't have to be outstanding on the earth or, you know, if you can do it, great. But if you're sitting, you know, in your car, or in your office, and you're feeling like crap, you can do it there as well. But notice things like, what are your feet touching? What, what do your feet actually feel like? Are your hips, the back of your legs grounded on something? Is your back touching something? And as you exhale, let your body ground into those places. Feel your connection to the earth. That will pull you into the present moment. Then bring your focus to your breath. So ground, breathe deeply, Breathe slowly. And then the other thing is bring your attention to your core. And what is what is your core? It is not just a six-pack in front of you. Your core is sort of the power center in the middle of your body. You know, in yoga, we would call this the solar plexus, the the, the chakra that is the symbol for it is is a yellow sun and it symbolizes power, but it's connecting to that strong, powerful self 
that is within all of us. We just forget about it. So find your find the ground. Connect with your breath. Connect with that strong inner self. And, and you can do that with a breathing exercise where you really, as you exhale, pull your belly in and engage your core muscles. Become aware of your core. And then those three things really are the basis of the, the trauma-informed yoga. And you sort of you base everything you teach around those three things. So when you're thinking, I cannot do this, screw this, life is too hard, and I am going to go to my numbing behavior, or I am going to just check out, or some people just get angry with everybody and lash out and honk their horns and, and, and are not their best selves and are, are really unhappy. So when life is, when life is hard, because there is, I got to tell you, there is nothing I can do. There is nothing anybody can do to change the circumstances of your life except you. And the only thing that you can change in the circumstances of your life is how you regard them and how, how you act. And at the end of the day, the only thing that you can change is yourself. And that, and in some ways, that can be a relief. In some ways, it's hugely frustrating because, you know, we can't fix other people. The people in our life who are suffering, who are behaving in ways that, that, that we don't like, and especially if these are people we love. It's really hard to accept that we cannot change them. The only people that we can change are ourselves. And a way to do that is taking care of yourself. We use it over and over and over again, but it's it's still true. You put your oxygen mask on first, because if you can't breathe, you can't help somebody else. And if, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not doing your work, then you cannot show up and be there for people who need you. So if your life is super stressful right now, if you've been having a hard time, take the time to do the work to take care of yourself. And it doesn't have to be something flashy. And when I talk about self-care, I'm not talking about pedicures, facials, massage. All those things are great. I'm a huge fan of massage and of pedicures. But real self-care is actually taking care of your thoughts, of your body, coming back to your breath, coming back to the present moment, things that enable you to go out and deal with the, the people and the things in your life. And yes, I mean, yoga classes, going to the gym, all those things are great. If you can, you should do them regularly. If you can't, that's fine. Breathe deeply. Get curious about what it is going on in your body. Notice things like your heart rate, how your stomach feels, where the tension is in your body. Give yourself the gift of really being fully present for three breaths in your body, where it is right now in this moment. 
and that will trigger the nervous system that gives you better tools to deal with the stresses in your life. So today, breathe deeply, friends. I know that we all struggle and nobody's life is perfect despite what it might look like on the outside. And that it's okay to feel rotten, it's okay to hurt, it's okay to just wanna curl up in a ball and not get out of bed. It's okay to feel all of those things. Honor yourself, take some deep breaths, check in, ground, observe without judgment, look at something, go to your happy place, notice something outside, notice something inside, speak to yourself with compassion and kindness. And if you want to listen to more podcasts, if you want to connect with me, if you're just not feeling it, if you are so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and you just do not want to live your life with this mask on anymore and you want to stop pretending that everything is great when you are falling apart, when you are hanging by a thread on the inside, you can go to my website, chatwithruth.com, click on the clarity call. I do have a download, five actions you can take right now. But do something to take care of yourself. Take some breaths. Ground. Speak kindly to yourselves today. I'm Ruth. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk soon.